Welcome to the Don't Die podcast, sponsored by Aloe Treatment Centers. They're out in Malibu. They're in Silver Lake. It's a treatment center I started with some friends. We want you to get the right treatment, the right program for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Mike. Hey, That's what we got to do. Don't stop die. dying. Chuck, wherever Chuck is. Chuck, Chuck is, is not in Claremont. That's for sure. No, he's somewhere but else. But I see him on Instagram more than anybody. Those guys get around, Chuck. The, what's his last name? Chuck Davis. Davis. The Davises get around. Well, you don't. You didn't know Chuck's last name. You don't know anybody's fucking last what? name. <laughs> That's how I've gone so far in my career. I don't. People are always nervous that you're going to talk about them. I don't even know who people are. I don't even know their oh, last well, name. Well, that helps, I guess. Well, I always tell the story. You know, Maureen, that was at Tropical, right? Yes. So she was. You know, I got sober a little older than the gang there at the Tropical, and a lot of times she and I were the oldest people in the room, and we felt like. There was this kinship we had, like, you know, I was 36, she was like 38, and we're sitting in here with 24-year-olds, and so we had this kinship, and then as our sobriety evolved on, when Elijah ran away from home the first time when he was like 11, he ran away to Maureen's house, and she called me and said, are you looking for Elijah? And I said, yeah, you know, is, is he there at your house? And she said, yeah, he well, came good. by He's my safe. house. He was safe. He was safe. Got, he yeah. knew he wanted to, he was fighting with me, but he wanted to go somewhere. He went yeah. to, DH lived in that building too. So it comes, you know, 20, 15 years later, Maureen's dying of cancer. And I keep hearing mm. from everybody, from Iris, from all of the friends, like, Maureen, Maureen really wants you to come visit her. And I just, I don't like dying as a general thing. Oh, Bob. <laughs> Yeah, but well, I'm standing up for the people who don't don't know how to be around somebody who's dying. It's a very uncomfortable thing for a lot of people, and 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 I felt like oh, she has good friends and gal friends from AA. So finally, you know, Iris said you have to go visit her. She's asked about you all the time. Don't right? mess with that. Don't mess with it. So I'm so I go to to uh, the Kaiser on Hollywood in Vermont. That's where everybody said she was, right? So I go there, and I'm walking in the lobby. It's after Third and Gardner on a Sunday. I'm walking in the lobby, and I realize I don't know her last name. Oh, I've known her for 15 years. You're going to ask to go shit. visit her, and you're like, you <laughs> I don't know, know the, the last name. You know, and she's so, dying. She's got... <laughs> yeah, she's got black hair. She's kind of goth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm standing there, and I realize I don't know her last name. I've known her... Yeah, like I knew all her secrets and all her insecurities and she knew mine, but I didn't know her last name. Just then a couple of like hipster AA people were coming walking in and I said, are you going to visit Maureen? And they said, yeah. I just followed them. Good job, Bob. And then I, she just, let me, don't, don't be she let me push her morphine, pump, her morphine pump, you know, the little button. She said, yeah. do you want to push it? And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was pushing <laughs> it. She goes, you only get one, you only get one per per." 20 minutes or something no, that's so anyway she asked me to sing this song at her funeral and i was like oh my god so that that not not knowing people's last names runs deep with me yeah <laughs> yep it does like i you know i still i still spell ketis's name wrong and he always corrects me i don't i still don't know how to spell it right it's either ie or ei but i always spell it wrong I just never thought it was important. People's stories are important. People's lives are important. Their last names. I don't know. So, do you even know Smitty's real name? No. <laughs> I don't know anybody. Unless somebody has a name where they say both the first and last name, there's a lot of people yeah. like that. I know their last name. Yeah. Right? But, like Dick Stenny. It's, you always because say Dick it goes Stenny, together. you don't say Dicks, you yeah. say Dick Stenny. And no, people never say Mike, they always say Mike Mark. Mike Mark. I don't know why. And I've always thought that's a fake name with two T's on the end. Uh, and you're Native name. American and your last name is Mart? Come on. Well, it, it was uh, my Italian side. You know, they came over here and they had to change their name because I guess they were getting away from somebody a long, long time ago. So they changed it from what? From, uh, well, the original name was Bonomi. Well, my real name, the way what I was birthed, my name at birth was Anthony. Is that crazy oh. or what? Because my Anthony Forrest? No way. Well, no, that was to be determined. The last name. <laughs> oh right. Okay. But then that I was a boy, my grandparents adopted me because they my were going to name you after a saint like me. You're good Christian parents, right? Yeah. No, it was my it was my natural father's name. Oh, okay. So. 
He's out there somewhere, still alive. I was just talking to somebody about it. So I bump into this guy. Your at, natural father? I've never met him. He lives here in Hawthorne, Torrance. Oh, I know his name. Man. So you gotta go. So see I him. go. That's what everybody says, but I don't know. I was talking to a lot of guys that have gone and seen their natural parents here the last few years. It hasn't turned out so great. <laughs> One went to Costa Rica, and the guy was like a fascist Trumper or something, oh, and then. So the so I'm at Gibby's book signing. He had a book come out a couple six months ago, and this guy is talking about how he met his natural father, and it wasn't all that it turned out to be. And then I said, "Well, I know my father's name, but I've never. I went a couple times to try to talk to him or find him, and it couldn't got dead end. So I just figure he knows." me so he's never reached out to me so i don't know and he goes oh really where does he live and i said he lives in torrance and then i said his name and the guy turned white as a ghost and goes i know him <laughs> oh my god and i was like what like is and he hawthorne goes, I know a small him. town or something huh is it a small town hawthorne and torrance are like really everybody knows everybody down there oh yeah wow. keith probably knows him all the oh, South yeah. Bay people are like <laughs> Lawndale, all, yeah. all that area. It's Still. All tiny little towns. <laughs> Every four blocks is a new town on Hawthorne yeah. Boulevard. But anyways, I, I just felt like, you know, I just believe who raised you is who your environmental parents are. So there's all this, you know, it's called nature versus nurture arguments. It's ludicrous to say that, everything is all nurture. It's all your parents and your upbringing that creates who you are. And there's great examples and there's scientific evidence that it's probably both and it all interweaves with each other. But the greatest example is Michael Gilmore, the writer that you know. Yes. Right? Kindest, gentlest, most wonderful guy in the world. I worked for him for a little while right. years ago at the LA Weekly. Just so kind and thoughtful. His brother is Gary Gilmore, the serial oh, killer. Oh, yeah, I know. He wrote a book I mean, about that's it. crazy. Shot through the heart. Yeah, they both had the same mother, same father, same upbringing. Yes. One is the kindest, gentlest soul. One Have you the... ever read that book? No, Shot oh, Through the Heart. Yeah, it's amazing. He's always been just over the top. But So that's like writer. genetics and environment. So I just figured like, who I am is formed by my genetics that come from your mother and father and the environment I grew up in. And so to put all this emphasis on who this natural father is that I've never met that had nothing to do with my upbringing, I just felt like it's not that important. If he, wants, if he wants to go to a Dodger game, I'd go. And yeah. I'd like to, you know, but I know who my mother is. I know what that side of the family's, you know, history and heritage is. I know generally his. It's Italian, right? Yeah. And so, you know, you are what you are and you, and you just get along. This emphasis that we can figure out sol solutions to our mental problems or our inability to cope or our depression by turning to pills or looking for a solution by finding our natural parents, all this. No, the solution is within. Yeah. Figure this no, shit out. No, I get out. it, man. We're not, you know, we're, we're more evolved than the animal world. We're not fish. We're not, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, come on, man. We can but, handle that. I get it. But, you know, people are always astonished that I don't have a lot of interest in it. I'm not looking for an outside solution. I know the solution is from within you. Yes. Right? And that's what AA is, and that's what therapy is. And I just think, you know, some people are too confused by the outside world to really figure stuff out. One of the reasons it came up today at Aloe, I'm starting to work at Aloe again, which is frightening everybody. <laughs> Good for you. You have, you know. I try to stay out of Last it. Last episode, you were like, I'm, I'm getting out. I'm never going to work in third. for five hours today. Yeah. That's the longest I've ever you love been it. in one You play. love working with people. So, you love yeah. people. You have a sense. I've said this all along. You have a sincere, deep empathy. It is for just life last episode I said I was retiring, isn't it? Yes. I was there I was there over the weekend, and I was there today, and I'm going there tomorrow. <laughs> you love it, man. It's crazy. So so I was there, and, and you know, I could tell the staff is a little like, oh, he's here. He yells at people. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, <laughs> I do. I come from a yelling in my. Doctor Drew is one of the biggest yellers you'll ever see in your life. People don't really know him. Like if I fucked up, he would just come up. What the fuck are you doing? Awesome. And I'd be like, I'm doing my best, Drew. 
They, they, they don't real they take it personal and they don't realize it doesn't mean I don't like you it doesn't mean I don't respect you it's just a way of communicating with exuberance it only <laughs> it only expresses a I think it's a generational thing just like you said it, it expresses a non-fear of confrontation you know I mean we grew up I think in our era where we had to talk to people directly. Very directly. Very directly. And sometimes, you know, you found that just being yourself and expressing yourself in an honest way. Well, the way I was trained was, see, I'm the opposite of what a lot of the new breed is. Like a lot of the new breed, if you're not holding them accountable and, and kind of looking, you know, like they know that you're watching them. They'll just be lazy and not do anything. I'm the exact opposite. If you're not watching me, I'm going to create all new programs. I'm yeah. going to recreate. I'm going to fucking. Do, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah nobody's so, looking. <laughs> uh, Lost and seen is they'd had the same documentation for like 30 years, and I was like, I hate this documentation. It's it's old. It's old fashioned. It's stupid. Let's redo it. So I redid it without really. Talking, talking to the team. I didn't know you had to go through the hospital to authorize (laughs) documentation. So I just redid it all and replaced it. Yeah, it wasn't. You didn't have an authorization number and date in the corner. (laughs) And then they were getting it at the. There's in a hospital. You're at your units, and then there's a main records area. And so the records started going in there, and the people started noticing like these. This is an official Lawsonsinus documentation. <laughs> I didn't know. I just snuck forgery. it in. I just snuck it in. <laughs> this, is, this is Bobby's stuff. And so then Drew comes to my office, and goes, "What the fuck are you doing?" He goes, "If you want to change the documentation, you have to go through the board. You have to go through proper channels. You have to present it to them. They have to authorize it." Drew was. Yeah, and he was yelling at me, and I was like, "I just tried to do something good. I was, I was helping. <laughs> I was helping." <laughs> so then we had to take, and it had only been going on for like two weeks. We had to take every chart for those two weeks and take them da- take them back and re- redo them all you with the old paperwork more work. so that it was all authorized. <laughs> well, I didn't do it. I dumped it on Shelly oh, and, and Louisa. Oh no! <laughs> oh goodness! I don't document very well, but. No, I'm back at Allo after I said I retired. Yeah. I love it. One I was week. there all day. One week. You were retired for... And it was fun. You were a musician again for one week. But I wish I could communicate better with young people like this. It's not personal if you get if you get uptight with somebody. It's like they take it like it's the end of the world. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm the same exact way. I don't understand it myself either. Like Elvis, Elvis is used to it. Elvis was kind of wild this weekend. It was his birthday, and I was yelling at him. And one of his friends was here, was there, and kind of got startled by me yelling at, uh, you know, like, "Yo, stop it!" Yeah. And and the kid got startled, and Elvis turned to the kid and goes, "My dad just yells a lot." Yeah. <laughs> like other kids don't get yelled used at. Used to. It might hurt their feelings. It might make them anxious. Here's the question about parenting. I just parent the way I parented Elijah the way all these people are parenting nowadays, and I don't think it was good for him. I don't think it was effective, right? Yeah. Buddy, buddy, and soft, and talk about feelings all the time, yeah. right? And he had a hard time getting into adulthood. He's doing good now, but it was fucking hard ten years, really. So I figured with Elvis, and that was it. I'm just going back to the way that my parents raised me. I turned out emotionally resilient. I can take care of business. I know what's up. Those are things I've had since I was eight years old, right? So, but it's so startling to other people when you're like that. Yeah. Like, they don't like, they feel uncomfortable. Yeah. That you, you know, be... Be, it's and it's not yelling with anger or violence it's just raising your voice like you i told you to stop it's an emotion but parents don't do that it's anymore. not like they a, they, it shouldn't be a bad emotion to let express me explain yourself. to you how that makes me feel when you do that yeah. like that kind of parenting that's almost really like that's almost more frustrating and more problem causing but then it it fits perfectly because that's the language of rehab nowadays and i want things to be more direct like come on now come on yeah. now it's okay. It's okay that you know you don't want to be here. It's okay that you're angry, but you have to adhere to the rules and the treatment plan that's here, or there's no reason for you to be here, right? Directness. 
Instead of, well, you know, they're not motivated right now. We're going to give them bed rest. Like, what good is that going to do? Have, have you ever been depressed and stayed in bed all day and it made it better? No. <laughs> no. No, you got to get up and shower you and get, get your up stuff and together. Get going. So anyways, it's a, it's a cultural thing, but it's fun. But um, I've been hearing at Chuck's place that, that they've gone more and more old school at wavelengths because they don't have to kowtow anymore, right? Yeah. They've gotten a lot of people sober there. Yeah, they have. People that are that can't yeah, get sober in these foo-foo rehabs. Yeah, they have. Just They're tell, great. You know, Joe Stummer said three chords and the truth, right? Yep. Just like love and the truth. That's what Al is going to be, love and the truth. Yeah. yeah right? We, no we, bullshit. None of this bullshit anymore. Yeah, Warren's still very much involved and very just yeah, right in. So I'm the, getting right involved. In so I retired last week. I'm back involved this week. All right. And basketball season starting. The Dodgers were pathetic. Did you go to that game? First the last game. One? No, the last game. I knew they were going to lose. I thought they were going to lose in game four. Or they did lose game four. Yeah. Kershaw just so fell apart, ridiculous. didn't he? It's Dave Roberts. I don't know if people that listen to the podcast care about baseball, but... But that's another thing, like, the Dodgers have lost the World Series two years in a, or in a row with the same team. Now they lost in the first round of the playoffs with the same team. You would think you would do something. Change and the Dodgers up. turn around and say, we're staying with the coach, we're staying with the players. Like, at a certain point, they don't win the World Series. And the whole goal here is to win the World Series, right? You got to do something. Yeah. Uh. And that, that I wonder was, what they I wonder what the inside talk is about what's the problem, you know? It's Dave Roberts. He yeah. shouldn't have let Kershaw come back in that ninth inning or eighth inning or whatever it was. He came in. He's he's frightened of the postseason. He's never pitched well. I've seen him melt down on the mound against the St. Louis Cardinals four years ago. He's He always gives up home runs and hits and gets overwhelmed. He's not a good postseason pitcher, but he's a great pitcher during the regular season. So there's been other pitchers like that, and teams kind of steer steer away from them after a few years and have them pitch the third game of a series not the first but he came in he struck out the, it was like two outs in one inning and he came in the seventh inning and he struck the third batter out came in roberts should have sat him build his self-esteem you did what we needed you to do instead he sends him out in the eighth inning and gives up like uh, i forget yeah. what it was two runs and then yeah and then the, the next mm -hmm. inning was the grand slam so that was the end of baseball in a split second right yeah. i was going to the second round of the series i already had a ticket and it was over Oh. And so then basketball season's starting, and it's so hard to shift gears from the Dodgers losing. I really expected them to get back to the World Series and maybe win. And now it's this, like, what happened? And then two days of media coverage that the Dodgers, you know, feel like they had a great season. No, you didn't. You <laughs> lost. <laughs> That's not a great season. Yeah. A great season is winning, like in yeah. 1988. Right. <laughs> that was a great season. Yeah, yeah, Kurt Gibson. <laughs> no, no. Kurt Gibson, Oral Hershiser. <laughs> that was a great season. Yeah. This was not a great season. No, it was this not. This was the opposite You're losing. of great. You lost. <laughs> you lost. Miserably. Yeah. Pathetically. Yeah, and, and predictably. <laughs> predictably. Because of <laughs> the last two years. So anyways, it's been really weird trying to shift gears to get, plus the weather's weird. Our neighborhood burned down last podcast. You had a fire <coughs> in the neighborhood. And it's strange that um, when I came up to the end of the road here, they wouldn't let you down in here. And it was, right. you could see a little flames, but it wasn't bad up the hill here. And so then I asked, what house, what houses are affected? And they said, well, four, five, seven, two, and, and seems like the neighboring house. My house is the neighboring house. Oh, okay. I said, which house? The, like, white house? And they said, well, I don't know. I haven't been down there. But the fire has spread from the original source, and it's going up the hillside and burned we don't know how many homes. And I was like, holy shit. So then I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking my house burned down. You and I had watched the flames, yes. right? So then I'm just kind of resolved that... My house, I figured this guest house didn't burn down because the house is next door on the other side. And maybe, 
maybe just the garage over there burned. I didn't know what happened, but I was pretty resolved that our house was was affected, if not sure. wholly by the fire, partially. From what they he said, it's affected other houses. So, <clears throat> so then I'm sitting up there trying. I said, my dog's in there. I got to go in and get my dog. I get Peppa the pig, right. and they wouldn't let me. And and so I was getting a little frustrated. And the NBC News came. And so I was on NBC News, the 11 o'clock news, talking, and I laughed. I said, well, I guess, like, my house burned down. I was watching it on streaming, and, like, I so guess So did my, they know your name and everything yeah, like that? And they're like, Bob yeah, Morris, yeah, the, yeah. the uh, rehab yeah. <laughs> guy, just laughing about the fire? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So oh they, the next, then Chrissy taped it, and, oh, then, so and then Elvis saw it the next day, and he's, like, so angry. So how could you laugh if our house burned down? And I go, Elvis, we need to sit down here. Sometimes people react really kind of unorthodox or weirdly under duress. And, I and was you're just, talking about your reaction? Yeah, he was so pissed that I was laughing that our house burned down. And I, I go, got to admit, I kind of don't understand it, Bob. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. But. It was just well, you want to know the worst part of it. Because like I'll tell thing. people, I'll tell the listeners at home right now. As you drive up here, this is like a this is like Bob's house is like a wonderland. It, it I mean, really is. There's little else. sparkly lights everywhere. There's pictures hanging. It's like. But guess what? The only thing I really cared about. Well, of course I cared about the dog. I got. I'm. 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 A, I'm a good person. I cared about the dog, but secondly, I cared about my records. Yeah, and my records are over on that. You've got end a of big record house. collection. I thought my fucking records are burned down, and yeah. then you just have to laugh. Why records. do I care so much about some records? I don't have. I have so many. I don't even know what I have. Right. I. You know. I. Do you have a fire safe? No, now Chrissy's parents got us one. Yeah, you need to get a fire for your passport. What do all, you What do you need? Passport. Well, you need to you throw in wallet. all your paper stuff. You got your wallet and your phone. What else do you need in life? Uh, you know, I don't know. I've got a fire safe. What's in there? Like birth certificates, yeah, social certificate. security cards. You know, stuff that's important to the kids. Are they important myself. to the kids? When do, when do they ever come up? I don't. You know, I don't know. Sometimes you need them, man. Well, especially the birth certificates. But I thought it was healthy that I had such a like. Okay, well, we're all safe, and as long as we get the dog out, we'll be all you right. You thought it was healthy. <laughs> to Elvis's reaction, Bob he was mad at me for two days, and he kept saying you laughed and you thought our house burned down, and I was like, well, what no, are you gonna just, do? Nothing no, you can do. Psychotherapy in you. Yeah. So house didn't burn down, but it really smelled bad. So we had to get out of here. Plus, there was no electricity. All of all the electrical poles burned down. Oh, that's and even worse. So they, said wa- even they- worse. There's there, okay. There was no electricity for two days. There was no Wi-Fi for four days. That's even worse to Elvis. He thought when it doesn't have electricity, that's okay. You know that you can't do anything. Yeah. But that it has electricity and no Wi-Fi. That that was torturous. Yeah. Right, because his can't uh, imagine his Xbox, his TV. He watches Hulu through the Xbox, and it doesn't have Wi-Fi. It can't get it. He was. That's when you break out the the. Uh, he actually pot. read books, the actual oh physical books. Yeah, it was torture for the little guy. <laughs> he had to look at movie pictures and, that didn't move. And, and Sid keeps wanting every morning to walk next door and talk about the fire. The house burned down, and the house burned down. That house, you want to see the house that burned down? She's kind of trying to process it, but she can't. She knows she doesn't. Huh. She's not upset by it. It doesn't seem, but she's trying to. She's trying to know enough to be sad and emotionally affected by it. It seems like like it's not normal that a house burns down. She keeps walking over there looking at it, and she keeps pointing at it, saying the house burned down. Well, at least she's not laughing. <laughs> 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 so, you know that would be alarming so then then all these fires there was one in Calamesa there were 72 people lost their homes in like an hour so the the thing i wanted to talk about about the fires so they know that the electrical wires start the fires pg&e knows it they're in bankruptcy this new fire the saddleback fire was caused by edison southern california edison so we're going to have to get used to and agree in Southern California to save our neighbors' homes that we're going to go without electricity for maybe 12 hours. I just went without it. Well, I didn't really go without it. I just went to Did Disney. you guys light a fire? Huh? Did no, you we went to Disneyland to a hotel. 
<laughs> but I was here for like eight hours with no electricity. But, but, but yeah, that's but, roughing it. You no, know what but, I mean? but we're going to have to get used to it. So I saw all these people protesting out in the far West Valley when I was going to Malibu, Allo, about turn my electricity back on, right? They were at this shopping mall uh, in Chatsworth, right? And they had signs like they're protesting the war, except for they're protesting their electricity being turned off, right? And I'm like, how the fuck can you have a community that is that selfish? That's ridiculous. We've I decided mean, it's not, it's the electrical not grid, safe. the electrical things somehow, I don't know what the connection is. It seems like a solvable problem. If the electrical wires, the big ones, are getting so hot that they light the fires. Can't you do something about that? Can't you fix that some way in the 21st Turn century? Turn our electricity back on. Well, that, We're yeah. getting together, everybody, to go protest. <laughs> Turn the electricity the back electricity on. Electricity's been off for, <laughs> for 12 hours. That. But they were. And That's that shows weird. you what's wrong with America. Another thing that's wrong with America is Amazon, eventually, none of us will have any jobs if you keep... You know, uh, Barnes & Noble is this company that did a bunch of research because they were the first ones being destroyed by Amazon. And they would talk to their customers in the store and say, you like coming here, right? You like the coffee shop. You like walking around. You like the soft music. You like looking at magazines. You can sit you like on the floor. And you can read, read bring books. your kids here. They got here. a reading area for the Do kids. Do you understand that if you buy books from Amazon, this store won't exist. And the and customer after customer in the research said, yeah, but Amazon's so much cheaper. Mm. So America is constantly selling their neighbors off for cheaper products. At a certain point, no one will have any jobs. At a certain point, there'll be um, there'll be uh, WalMarts that take up. I mean, there's probably already WalMarts that when take up entire city blocks. When the drones take over, there won't block. be any trucking industry. When you go to the Amazon plant at the 15 freeway and the 10, there's a huge Amazon, like, two-square-mile thing. There's only 25 employees per building. The whole thing is automated. Oh it's all robots. Yeah. There's no jobs being created by Amazon. It's just yeah. like, and it, you know, so I've, a friend of mine educated me about it. I won't buy anything from Amazon. Go to a store where your neighbor works and buy something and like pay that. $5 more for it. This whole thing, if you got to get it cheaper, it's, it's ridiculous. The, well, the, you know what, though? It's not only cheaper. It, it comes, comes faster. a lot faster. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, no, but here's the thing that I do eBay, I said, well, what about eBay? Because this is like a tech guy that's really smart and was explaining to me how Amazon's going to take over the world with automation and drones. It's happening. It's, it's going to happen. There's going to be driverless trucks. There's going to be drones delivering things. There's going to be no human contact. No jobs. Do you know what that means? No jobs. No truck driving jobs. No delivery jobs. No nothing. That's their overall worldwide plan. Amazon is evil. Yeah, well, right? I'll go and with so, you there. So I said, well, what about eBay? I feel bad about eBay. He goes, eBay is great. You're, you're you buying used eBay. products from your neighbors. It's like a huge garage sale all across the world. Yeah. Right? Okay. He said, don't buy from obvious companies. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so what you have to do when you're buying something on eBay, you have to look at who the individual is, click on it, see that it's a person who lives in Racine, Wisconsin. If you click on it, it says Shenzhen, China. Morally, yeah, you, you can't wanna, buy it. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. Though buy I've it, yeah. done it sometimes. And it takes a month. It takes a month. Yeah. But I got the coolest thing that where you slide your phone into this old-fashioned TV. Have you ever seen it? No. Oh, it's so cool. It looks like a '50s TV, oh. <laughs> and you slide your phone in, and, and you it's got like you're watching China. a miniature. Yeah, I got it from China. <laughs> The only ones that could like make you it couldn't find that for 9.99. There's no but for 9.99. <laughs> <laughs> right? But I think but I, I ordered. Really a, think I think I ordered a remote control cockroach from China. Yeah, yeah. To, 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 to anything that takes around a month my house, get, so my yeah, dog yeah. drive my dog crazy. drive your dog. So that and it is about community. Sobriety is about community. Mental health is about community. And you can't have a community if you're going to sell out your neighbor's job just because something's five dollars cheaper. And I really think that people need to start thinking in terms of their economic spending as to how they're affecting their community. So, you know, I, I, I think it's important to 
go to garage sales and go go meet your neighbors and go be a part of your community instead of all this Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Because you don't have any human contact. You don't. You don't meet your neighbors. You don't meet the store people. Not that the store people aren't like millennial robots who can't even talk. <laughs> That's a whole yeah, other category. Okay. <laughs> I, so. I've had a slew of problems at, at Wendy's and McDonald's this week. Oh, Wendy's, no. The, like cause I got like picky, the Starbucks milk Yes. I got picky episode. eating children. Here, here they come. Here comes one of them. I got picky eating children. So you have to have, Elvis won't eat cheese. I don't know why. He just decided cheese is bad. Yeah. I've tried to convince him it's not, you know. It might hurt his stomach. My, <laughs> oh, really? My, Sophia has decided that, you know, that, yeah, she realizes that cheese hurts her stomach, so she doesn't eat it herself. I don't know, but Elvis loved cheese, and then he hates cheese now, so you can't have cheese. So okay. all these fast food hamburger places, right, have the burger is got everything on it and you have to tell them specifically plain nothing on it just ketchup and they it used to be 50 percent of the time they screw it up now it's like 75 percent of the time they yeah. always put cheese on it because they can't imagine an american that doesn't want cheese on their yeah, you hamburger. have to specifically <laughs> tell them no cheese <laughs> no cheese well last night we were at wendy's i pull out I hand it to him. He goes, uh, Dad, again. And it's got cheese. And he goes, it's all right. I'm not hungry. And uh, like, you know, we had a hectic life because uh. of his birthday. I said, you have to eat. So then we, I went to go back through the line, right? And there was like five cars. And I was like, fuck. And I backed up. And then I just left the kids in the car with the car running and ran inside. <laughs> do you ever do that? No. <laughs> You're kidding me, right? I put Elvis in charge. And the car running? Yeah, because the air conditioning and the TV. Dude, that's so dangerous, man. Is it? Like they'll really get kidnapped? Dangerous. Not only that, if somebody knocks into the stick shift or something like that, and boom, it goes into another gear. Oh, I never what? thought of that. Yeah, it's they're off over a cliff or into the no, freeway. No, just into a dumpster at Wendy's. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't ever do that again, please. <laughs> I, I always think I'm going to get caught, and then I don't know what the crime is. Just roll the windows down a little ways and say, I'll be right How back. How do you keep the TV on? You don't. You tell them they do without the TV <laughs> while you're in complaining about their hamburger. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, jeez. So, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm not the best parent. I'm not the worst parent. I'm somewhere in the middle. You're Obviously, you have much more pa uh, patience than I do. So you actually get out of the car, make the girls sit in the car with the windows down, go inside and argue with the Wendy's guy? Yeah, and here's the deal with new cars, right? It's kind of good, right? Like if you roll the window down a little bit so, so somebody was trying to get in or whatever and open the door, and then you leave and you do the lock thing. Yeah. When they, if they, if somebody reached in and grabbed the door and opened it up, your car goes beep, beep, really loud. So in other words, it's almost Can like... Can the kids get out of the car if they want to? Um, yeah, at that point. But then you know something's going on if you hear a horn going on. And you're not too far away. So I only do it when... I don't, Who, who's trying to kidnap our children? I've never I've never I don't understood know. You that. Know, I just, I'm just always careful. You know I just I mean? always think some meth head who sees a running car is going to take off. So I know I shouldn't leave the car running. Yeah, but I mean, if, the, if, if there's a potential of avalanche, you know, you want to just be safe. You know what I right. mean? You want to you want to have a, a just be safe. It's not like there's going to be an avalanche, you know. But what does that mean? I have no <laughs> idea. But I, I don't think people. I do understand addiction, so I do know that if in my disease is that what you say, how you say it? When I was in my disease, yeah. if I saw a running car at a Why certain time in my life. I'm what? like, in my disease. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? It makes it seem like right now I'm not in my disease. Yeah. Because I'm in recovery now. Right. Like, sometimes I'm in my disease, but sometimes I'm not in my <laughs> disease, Bob. I, I'm the fuck is that? I'm, I'm every five minutes in and out of my disease. You know? <laughs> I'm like, constantly. Because I really understand what the disease is. I think a lot of those people that act like just using is their disease... When I was in my disease, which really means is code with certain NA people usually. When I was in my disease is code for when I was using. When I was using. That I'm in sense. my disease. I've been in my disease four times since we've been talking. 
Yeah, I don't get Insecure, that. narcissistic, you know, defensive, um, ill at ease, all low self-esteem. Those are all parts of the symptoms of this whatever it is, this malay. This, I like this. to just break it down and just say, you know, when I used to shoot dope. Yeah. You know. You would steal a I car would, if it was running. I'd say that to people who are completely, you know, yeah. Why well, say in your disease, really? What, have you said it to them? What do they say? Well, I'd say, yeah, I used to be a drug addict. I used to shoot dope a lot. I've told but normal people that. what are the disease that? people that emphasize when they were in their disease? It's like something that's ancient times, that they're totally healthy, fully functioning people, right? Yeah. So how could, this is my always thing. The the program, as I see it, is a constant striving day after day to have more insight, to act more courageously, to deal with people more gently and more kindly. That's it's a constant well and evolution a of, of that. Fucking, it's if a, you if you say I was in my I was diseased and now I'm not, you're never going to be conscious of that. So you you're probably just going to operate in the same kind of way that you did in your first six months or year of sobriety forever. You're never going to notice, hey, I, I butt heads with people. Hey, I, I think I know stuff I don't know. You're never going to be able to have the insight about yourself because you think you're cured just by stopping using drugs. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, I, I think that's one of the big problems that, that the, the way that AA has kind of gotten away with itself and it doesn't have any new literature. I wish somebody, I wish somebody in authority would like, at least bring out a new pamphlet. Nothing since Bill Wilson died has really come out to say, hey, you know, people with 10 to 15 years sobriety, be aware of prescription drugs. It's, AA has no, no literature about anything, right? So then yeah, they lose... I, I, Maybe I, it's a big bureaucracy that they have to go through to get anything right. changed. Which well, I get, think is, writing that fourth edition was a big bureaucracy. You know what I mean? It's like it's, like it's hard to change anything. Did you did you know because that I such, was a part of the GSR for the fourth edition and to, whatever what, it was nine two the wives two thousand uh, yeah I wanted them to remove two yeah. the wives oh my god <laughs> that was like well, it's touching our, the Bible it's archaic it was like touching the Bible you know what I mean when they, just to look I at think, the people I think I think leaving that stuff in totally gives um, our progression sort of a timeline though. You know, because you look back at the books and you look back at the editions and you go, okay, well, that was written a very long time ago. But now there's new stuff. There's new <laughs> stories and stuff. So, I, well, you know, but, I can see that. But, but that old way. So here's here's America is kind of brainwashed with myth, with myths about everything, right? And we and there's myths that you know you and I know are not true. So there's myths constantly. One of the great myths of American uh, history is that George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams were these great, forward-thinking, wonderful human beings. They were slave owners. Slavery had been abolished in England way before the inception of America. So England, their home country, country of of their ancestry's birth, had said had the had had the slavery debate long before America. Yeah, and said it's it's an aberration. It's horrible. You can't do it. Yeah, right. Abolished it. Yep. These great forward thinkers were slave owners. Yeah. For some reason, it's as if the American public can't handle the truth. So we keep being told lies about everything, and we believe them because it's really complicated how wise Thomas Jefferson and John Adams were. And the fact that they could be human and, and not see the and not see the atrocity there. of slavery, yeah. it's too complicated for America. So we just sing Star Spangled Banner and we say they were saints on earth, and 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 that mythology about so many things is prevalent in all parts of America, right? The Wild West. They came here and just slaughtered the natives. That's yeah, what the right. Wild West is. It's yeah, a Columbus betrayal Day is, Columbus of the Day native is, uh, people. Murderer Columbus Day, Day is today. He's a fucking murderer. Yeah. Right? Um, and it and about Bill Wilson and Dr. Bob. They are not who AA people think they were. They were most likely racist. They were most human. likely homophobic. Donald Trump's racist and homophobic. Well. He's born 40 years after them, 50 years after them. Homophobia and racism is 
prevalent in America now. How could you not think when it was institutionalized Jim Crow laws that the people who founded AA weren't racist? Uh, it's just that's the era that they grew up in. Uh, yes, exactly. So, so the, but that I mean, doesn't there, make them horrible people yeah. or unwise people, right? America can't handle the truth. And there's some people that, that, that want to know the truth. The truth is America is a complicated republic. It's a complicated thing. It's not simple. It's not good guys and bad guys. And we're living in in an even stupider time than we have when I was growing up, where everybody's either a good guy or a bad guy. No, most people are both, right? And And that's human. That's humanity, if you read a book, there's a book that had changed. It's not really a melting pot. It's a mosaic. <laughs> you know, it's hard to get into that melting pot uh, theory. It's it's strange. It's just strange opinions about things. One is, there's a thing called Man's Search for Meaning. It's a book I had to read in college for some reason or another. It's about morality and ethics. And it's called Man's Search for Meaning by Vogel, I think his name is. Okay. And it talks about the concentration camps. He was in the concentration camps. It was Jews that were in charge of the concentration camps. They chose who got executed that day. That's, that's heavy shit. Yeah, I don't, I've never heavy heard Heavy shit and they would determine who's who's ill who's on you mean to tell me that they were they they gave they were they you know like trustees in the jail like trustees in the jail. that's what they were they're like okay you're and they had the power of who went to the gas chambers and who didn't is that true it's true i don't know if that's (laughs) it's horrible it's a horrible that seems untrue it's horrible truth you can look at it man's search for meaning by vogel all right it doesn't make that jew horrible see makes him pretty bad (laughs) what he's gonna (laughs) because he's he's gonna live you know he's like he's gonna live he's the guy he's gonna gonna get the meal that night he's not going to these are human beings that do these things right yeah i know man and i just i just feel like if america doesn't wise up and people get a little bit more truth oriented and a big brain thinking it could happen again. I don't think the Holocaust is something that couldn't happen again. I don't. I, I really don't. It's happened throughout history. Right? I think it could happen in different in a different way. Like go not, to a, not go ask a, what Rwanda conscious, was like in the 1980s. Not a conscious leader executing people like Hitler did. Not a you know a cleansing oh, of the Aryan race or anything. I, I think it would be done. Have you seen um, the Trump video of him killing yeah, all on. the liberals? No. But, you know, really? What do you think that video... Why would somebody no, make that No, it would be video? a bomb. It would be a bomb and it would be a... You know, I, I believe in the bomb. Or you think a terrorist thing. attack? I believe that a, that the government has allowed... You now, here's the conspiracy stuff going. You know, oh, but, you and Morty and Pete Weiss. No, I believe that the government allowed... 9-11. 9-11. I they, do. They probably had some ideas i think there were people that were trying to warn everybody and that nobody and wanted do, to hear and I, it and i also think that uh that trump pulling out of um you know out of turkey and i mean out of uh is syria and it's letting the kurds the letting the kurds so wag know. the dog yeah it's a it's a it's wag it's the to dog start for, a war. wag the dog yes it's a, so wag the dog is a term because the elections that military up. people use yeah if the middle east is in chaos eight months from now it's, he will be more likely to be re-elected yep and so if isis fighters are released from those prisons if chaos breaks out if the turks slaughter the kurds so it will create this humanitarian thing and all of a sudden who's going to save it donald trump the, the the whole trump machine is not a stupid operation man no, they are that's very a, here's smart, the thing very, that, that, yeah, they, uh, that, yeah i'm moving to vietnam by the way are you really with yeah, jeffrey get, is jeffrey lee spirit with you uh yeah <laughs> you can live in vietnam so for 250 bucks, you can get an apartment in the city. Really I nice know, place. I know. Well, Chris Hoy was telling me about Bali. You can get a three-bedroom house for something like $1,500 a year. Yeah. That's craziness. Yeah. Right? Well, so, that's who I would hit up. I would hit up Chris yeah. and say, like, listen, where's a good place to go? and Because he probably knows, right? He knows the places to go. But I'm here. We got to figure this out as a people. No, we don't. First, we, we, gotta, 
first we got to figure it out as a city right i would just like the whole of southern california try to figure out the homeless population because i said i got some ideas i got some ideas nobody's asking me for my ideas but i got some ideas right one one is we need to do what arizona is doing arizona has the same problem do you know there's huge homeless in, in people uh, homeless encampments in arizona right so they instituted this law about six months ago that concerned family members can 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 um temporarily conserve their family members pretty much at ease right so yeah. you can insist that people get the mental health care they need and beyond medicines that they need right against their will against their will that doesn't that's kind of ah, scary. Why? That's scary. Why? Because the ACLU scaring you. They'll no, do it to it's you. not that. It's just like really what? Um, all right. Here's here's my story. Willie Putney. I got that song. Remember that song, yeah, Willie yeah. Putney? It was about. I remember Willie, him. And he I met pre him. he preferred to be crazy. to be homeless and act crazy and you know and he, no he all, wasn't acting crazy. He was he crazy. was crazy. Okay. So, but who's to say he's not right? You know, he doesn't have to buy. This, like the song says, you know, other people called him crazy. I just called him Willie because he thought differently than other people, and he never but wanted. But he doesn't have the he right never to, wanted poop to make in a car payment. He never wanted he to make a house have, payment. But he doesn't have the right to poop in people's yards, to urinate on their on their steps of their apartment. They don't do have some of them. Don't do that, Bob. That's some what's going on everywhere. Where I have to do it sometimes. I peed by Elvis's school this morning. Well, There's no if, bathrooms in L.A. So what if somebody comes up and says, Bob? You are mentally ill, and you no, have I to go. in the hills and the dirt where the coyotes are. All right. Well, I'm going to notify your spot. family members and see if I can get you some help, <laughs> and maybe no, put you in a mental no, institution. But you're not or living. Something. You're not living in downtown LA right now with a homeless. You see my boy, yeah. I, listen. That, yes, we could we could provide bathrooms for everybody, but there's not even bathrooms. You can't even because of the homeless population. Even restaurants won't let you use their bathroom. They always say, "Oh, it's broken." It's broken, yeah. right? Because they, because there's fifty thousand people have nowhere to pee and poop and shower in Los Angeles, just in downtown LA and Hollywood. Yeah, I don't even go there because because of why? Uh, it's gotten so bad. I don't even I don't even drive through and show my kids. I used to drive through my kids and go, look, this is Skid Row. Check it out. This is what's going to happen to you if you don't this go is, to school. This is where all the homeless people and the, and the and if you drink too much, this is where you're going to end up. <laughs> is that what you scare tactic? <laughs> Scared straight. So, so I really think that that as if you know this whole focus of twittering about Trump and like supporting some socialism is going to come to America. I got news for you: socialism ain't coming to America. It's not. The powers that be. If you think socialism is coming to America, I got a bridge in Brooklyn I want to sell you. This is a I capitalist don't. bought and owned society. So, yeah. so you know, this idea that you're going to live in Valhalla, but we can make California better. We can make Los Angeles better. You can make our schools in Los Angeles better. You can have an impact on where you live. But this worrying about you know i i always say to my liberal friends of which i have a business with a couple of them that was sponsors this podcast i always say like you need to go to iowa you need to go to mississippi you need to go to alabama you need to meet them the people of texas because this country is not west la and mount washington and malibu this this country is broad and it's got ignorance and it's got its own opinions about a lot of things and this this idea i just have another feeling that elizabeth warren's going to be the nominee she's going to get slaughtered by trump he's going to hang all kinds of his mean-spirited bullshit around her neck she's not going to know how to respond it's going to turn off the swing voters they're not going to vote and trump gets re-elected that's my prediction what is it right now it's not even a year before the election that's what's going to happen what if, if he doesn't get impeached? <laughs> yeah. What if what if Elizabeth Warren is the nominee and what if America decides that they need a strong woman president? It's the socialism that they're gonna hang around her neck. You know? No, socialism is not something that America is gonna adopt. You never know which what's gonna happen in a year. You never know. Oh, I know. You know. I know how the world works. It works okay. 
One percent of the population people in didn't America? believe me a okay. year before uh, Trump was elected. I said I, Trump in, I said in June with Nate the Man, Trump's going to get elected. Yeah, Trump's going to win. Knew it a long so time. here's the thing: I said he's going to turn us. One percent of the population in America owns eighty percent of the wealth. Do you think they want socialism? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so, so there are things that you can get accomplished. I think that junior colleges and and free education up to you know a two year degree in college. I think that's doable. I think Medicare for all with a lot of t tweaks and whatever is doable. But taxing the wealthy seventy percent is never going to happen. So her plan is to tax the wealthy to pay for all this. No, you've got to figure out another route to accomplish that because that's never going to happen. Never. All right. So right. <clears throat> Which I'm not. So, so let's so let's, say, let's try like, to solve like the problem. The Democratic we, machine a lot of times get, relies on celebrity impact. You know, they get celebrities to back It hasn't them. worked get, so well. <laughs> well, you don't, but, you know. So but, anything can happen is what I'm saying, you know. And well, I mean, if, yeah, anything can happen. But I think that not, Trump if, hasn't lost one voter. See, the whole thing Trump is, hasn't is we don't, lost one voter. Well, the whole thing is, is we don't know who he's really screwed inside the machine, you know, that's going to come out and really work to get him out of office. The machine doesn't want to, their wealth tax 70%. Some of it, some of them don't care, like Warren Buffett. And some of them don't, you know, they, they, they want to give back. They're givers back. So who knows? I, you know, who knows? Well, I, you're talking I, agree about that, changing, I agree that Amazon changing, probably isn't one of them. You got, you're changing from the most extreme, vicious capitalism that no other society has, where we just let people that don't have jobs poop in the streets and live in the dirt. This extreme capitalism, this vicious system where you're not entitled to medical care. This yeah. extreme society is going to go from that to socialism and everybody gets a free bicycle like that's never you don't do that over a 18 month three year period of time it takes evolution you have to first establish things that people can get their heads around you know what i mean free education that's fair we already have free education to high school let's just extend it through junior college that's doable you shouldn't have to pay to go to junior college right yeah. achievable goals so that's what you do in treatment you try to come up with achievable goals with a client what's achievable can you gain financial independence can you find a place safe play, drug free environment to transition from rehab to whether it's sober living or a sober friend's house or your parents house can you know like we were talking about your your friend's son achievable goals of course everyone should just stay at aloe for a year it'd be much better for them nobody can afford it yeah. Elizabeth Warren is selling things that nobody can afford that will never happen. And yes, the American public's eating it up, but they're also eating up that Trump's going to solve all problems on the other side. One thing that Obama did was set goals that he wanted to achieve Obamacare, right? One thing I was disappointed in him about is get out of these this Middle Eastern never-ending war. He couldn't figure out how to do it. I believe his heart, he wanted to do it. There's just no way out. Once Bush got us in, there's no way out. Right? It's difficult. There's no way out. And so, you know. So it's why, a win-win to pull out of Syria for Trump because he can say, look, I did something, you know. Yeah, that's why he's doing it. And then and then when the war, the, starts, the war starts, of course, then it's going then to it's, perpetuate gonna go, his whole Yeah, because some atrocity will drive. happen and they'll blow that up. And that's the wag the dog. So, but man, the Kurds got to feel so betrayed right now. God, yeah. if I was them, I'd just let all those people out of the jail. What are they guarding them for? Yeah. You sure. see that? Did you see it on the news? The the ISIS jail. They got twenty thousand ISIS soldiers Shit. in like two jails in northern Syria. <laughs> Let those guys go. Where do you think they're going? <laughs> I, don't know. I have a friend. Twenty thousand. I didn't know. It was yeah, that I have many. a friend that has this um, this Middle East kind of. He's an, uh, kind of an expert about the Middle East, and he said, "You know what? The hardest 
thing to figure out in the Middle East is and has been since the beginnings of the the way the English design the borders is who's on what side. Yeah. So they switch sides. So I could see in this evolution that's going to happen over the next six, six to eight months to 12 months, the Kurds and ISIS could join forces together. The very people who were fighting Just each other. Just paint over the American flag and put the other flag on there, man. I don't know, whatever they got. There's, an old, there's an old Muslim or like Persian saying, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Yeah. So Trump just stabbed them in the back. So let's join a coalition yeah so, that's exactly what i mean yeah and why does everybody about? care about there because there's 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 disruption all over the world there's poverty all over the world there's oppression all over the well, world apparently why has the focus Bali? always been in the middle east because that's where the oil is make yeah. no mistake yep right and that's another thing but we that are I don't the number hear. one we are the number one i don't hear any politicians talking about a pathway to to fossil fuel freedom they used to talk about that every election, but Bush did, Gore did, everybody was talking about in the in the in the nineties and the two thousands. Like, how do we get less dependent on fossil fuel? And the Koch they brothers, the Koch to. brothers, the Koch brothers, however you say their name, and their machine of lobbyists have changed the whole narrative that fossil fuels and SUVs and gasoline is good. Yeah. How did we get? All turned around and just make like 15 all that years. stuff. Yeah, I don't know, Trump. Right? We're the number one exporter now. Huh? We're the number one. Well, that's because he got he opened up the reserves, but yeah. now he's got no reserves. I don't know if last time you checked gas, mine was two four thirty nine a gallon. Yeah. Well, that's California too. I know, but still, even if you translate that to Alabama, where his base is, if gasoline is two fifty a gallon in Alabama, Trump's in trouble. Yeah. Right. And so, and how does this all apply? Because I really do believe the mental health problem, the drug addiction problem, the suicide problem is all tied to our society. I don't think they're separate. I think they're interwoven. I really do. I deal with it every day. I talk to people all the time and they're so despondent, depressed, anxious, withdrawn. It's because of extreme capitalism. It's because of lack of community. And it's because we are a hateful society at this point. And you, we need to be a compassionate, loving kind of the, the promises of America have been lost. And now We've got to get back to them. And I, the only thing I can do is get back to it within your community, get back to it within your city, get back to it within your heart and stop worrying about Trump and, and fucking Twitter and MSNBC and Fox News. Just get away from it and get back to like helping the kids in your neighborhood. Start a baseball team. Do something constructive and beautiful right around where you are. It's difficult to love society completely, though, yeah, but because you see so you much wrong. Can't you love your neighborhood? I love the. I go to preschool all the time. I love the kids. I've met all these kids. No, I get you completely, one hundred percent. That that kind of thing is, I think, the direction Aloe's going to take. It's a direction I'm taking. Like, we got to get back. To, to love we've got to get back to caring we've got to stop watching all this nonsense and all these all this kind of oh he's it's the worst times ever you know elvis said when trump got elected this is the worst thing that's ever happened and i go elvis you have no, no idea, idea no of idea. what you're talking about yeah there was a flu i chose the influenza of 1918 i said elvis do you know that there was a flu all across the world in america a fifth of the population died from the flu, the flu. that was bad yeah. This is just some TV show talk guy that got yeah. president. We get rid of him in eight years at the most. He gets eight years. <laughs> the worst case scenario, he's gone in the eight The worst years. case scenario, you go, if he gets reelected, you go to another country and live for another you four know what years I, and try I keep, and have an adventure. And you, you live have, the, life. Same, have, you have adventure. the same lifetime as me. So I've lived under, like my real consciousness was Nixon. So I lived under this horrible person that I hated, my sisters hated, everybody hated, right? You liked? I liked him. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Okay, so you like Nixon. He, he created the EPA. Right. He desegregated schools in the South. I know. He doesn't. He, he, doesn't, uh, he had the best. He had to execute the great policy. society. Yeah, I mean, but he did some. I have his, Obviously, he dude, did some I have bad his things. All presidents do. He gave the American Indian sovereignty. 
and yeah. pre, they were being extinct. <laughs> they were going to be extinct. So you're so all the point I'm trying to make is I've lived under people I can't stand. You know, W, I couldn't stand. He made my skin crawl much more than Trump, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and but he he was here for eight years and then he's gone. I didn't like right? George Senior, but I thought George. You know, I, I yeah, thought looking back on George Senior, he was pretty funny. good. But Clinton was great. Obama was kind of a disappointment. He didn't get a lot accomplished. But it was the night he was inaugurated. I cried like a baby for an hour. I thought America is going to change into the country that it it always had the potential to be. And I was so wrong because that is what caused all of this Trumpism. I think that yeah. America wasn't ready for Obama, right? So, so I've, lived, I've lived the four years under Carter that I was kind of happy and then eight years under Reagan, which was sheer misery, but inspired us all to create all the bands that we created. So yeah, we, I was so we high. owe a tip of the hat to Reagan because he he fueled punk rock in America. Then comes the HW, which I didn't like, but it turns out I didn't have enough insight about him. He was an all right guy. Then comes Clinton, who I loved. Then comes W, who I hated. Then comes obama that i was i was optimistic i thought the whole world was going to change and and it you know the world doesn't change really fast it changes really slow that's what i learned that's why i know this elizabeth warren thing it's bullshit it's not going to change overnight it's going to change slowly incrementally right so then comes obama then comes trump which is like what it's really been three years of like what <laughs> what i'm not amazed at all <laughs> but no but i've i've done the same thing that i did after 9 11 when everybody was so war crazy like just focus on la just focus on your neighbor yeah focus on yeah, the kids around local. you focus on the get local you know help the people at your aa clubhouse like stop being so obsessed with things that don't matter the older you get the less you can be focused on things that don't matter I care about my kids. I care about my business. I care about the people that I deal with, the people that I love. That's it. The rest of it's all just outside over there, way far yeah, away. I get you. <laughs> so I hope it helps. I'll yeah. see you next time. Good to have you back, Bob. Don't treatment. Die. I'm glad you didn't give it yeah, up. I got to get to bed because I got to get to work tomorrow. All right. Me too. Okay. <laughs>